0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 106 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. Today we are going to be diving into movement, specifically how to warm you up for your favorite movement at hand. So it does not matter if you consider yourself a runner, a lifter, maybe you're somewhere in between and you fall into the CrossFit world, uh, possibly some functional movement, a high or a low intensity workout, whatever it may be, but probably a time whenever you would be taking it into the gym or or throwing on sneakers to get nice and sweaty uh, this episode is most definitely for you. Now at the same time if you don't consider yourself a mover maybe we take this conversation to the gram and just figure out why. Maybe there are some tips and tricks that I can provide you with to get your body moving, feeling good, and most importantly to smile. No matter which route we fall into, there will be benefit in this episode, things that might give you a little bit of a light bulb-like moment or prepare you for your future movement endeavors. So no matter which uh, way we go, take a moment to go grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee if you have not already, and let's dive on in. Hey there and welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks, I am your host, Danielle Talley. In this lovely corner of the internet, we will talk about all things movement, from strength training to mobility and yoga, we'll dabble into mindset a little bit, we will most definitely talk about nutrition, and of course, this crazy thing called life. So if any of those topics just made you smile, throw on your headphones. Grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. As always, I'm going to take a moment to talk about a sponsor of the show. Um, I have been mentioning No Cow for the past few episodes, and I just can't help but give them more love. I just got a new box of some goodies in from them, and it was the first time that I was able to try the Key Lime Pie Bar. And holy shit, was I surprised as to how much I liked the damn thing. Um, I will say that that first bite, it's not like that extreme, uh, like sweet or sour like feel that you might get from a key lime pie. But man, does it just leave the most magical little taste in your mouth. Uh, And especially for it being a protein bar. You're like, wait, what? I'm getting over 20 grams of protein in this. Like, how is this physically possible? Um, So highly, highly, highly recommend checking them out. My code is danielle 15 uh there is a link in the show notes as well to make it a little bit easier on you and as always reach out with any questions I'm happy to let you know what flavors I liked or didn't like all the things now diving into today's episode um movement now, like I said in the intro to the intro, if you are not currently a mover, uh, let's again please 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 have a little chit chat because damn I am such a believer that the term motion is lotion is just the key to so many issues that we have with our health. Uh, our bodies are made to move period. But it is important to make sure that we are moving our bodies in a safe way. And one way to move our bodies safely is to make sure that we warm them up before we go out for a run, before we are lifting weight, whatever it may be that makes you smile. Now I want us to focus on two main takeaways for today. Number one, your same warm-up should not be used throughout multiple different movement patterns. For example, I would not recommend doing the same warm-up that you would while you're going for a run as compared to bench pressing in the gym. Now, with that being said, I do think that there are certain movements that you can 100% use within both. So... The part of the body that I recommend moving, no matter what it is that you are about to do, is your trunk, your spine, and your core. Those two things we have to get moving because you use them in everything. If we're talking about a spin class, if we're going outside for a run, if you're doing any form of lifting weight all of those movement modalities you are using your trunk in some fashion so moving the spine warming up the core is something that you will only benefit from so again two main takeaways is our movement or our uh, warm-up going to be the same from running to lifting no will we see certain movements with every warm-up that we do yes So, for example, whenever I write programming for clients, they will almost always, no, not even almost always, they will always see these one of two movements in their warm-up, down and up dog, or inchworms. Both of those are things where they are moving the spinal column in some fashion. I will add those in always, 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 and it's good to have that mind muscle connection as well. I used to, years ago, think that like, oh man, the more new movements that we add into your warm up the better, and I disagree now oh so much because you want your mind to kind of feel through your body. If you're doing the same movements, let's say down and up dog, I personally do that one every time. Even if I have inchworms like programmed in my own training, I do down and up dogs, period. Some days it's 10, some days it's three sets of 10, but I do them no matter what, before I touch a barbell, before I run, whatever it is. And for me, that is definitely something where we can connect more to just this mind-muscle connection to kind of be like, okay, how is my body feeling? I'm now so familiar with these movements and I'm now hyper aware whenever I go into my down and my up dog, if my body is really tight or cranky, do I feel really energized? Are there parts of the body that I really wasn't thinking of earlier today and now as I'm moving, I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea that my shoulders or my collarbones were this tight. And now that I'm in up dog, I'm like, holy shit, what in the world is happening? So I do think having that um uh, repetition is very helpful whenever it comes to your warm-up. You do not have to add new movements each and every time that you are warming up. Totally not needed. Repetition is good for the body, good for the mind. Now, if I am warming up something like bench press and something like running, I might not be so focused on, let's say, from my ribs up for running as to what I would be for bench press. So maybe with my bench press workout I do something that is like inchworms, scat push-ups, some overhead walking lunges, and let's say some banded pull-aparts, maybe like some serratus slides. Now for my run, I might still do the inchworms, I might still do the uh, walking lunges, but maybe I don't need to go overhead. I might still do some form of a scat up because I want to activate my core. But from there, I might then add in different forms of ankle movement. So maybe ankle circles, some Cossack squats, uh, and some leg swings, right? So some of the movements are going to overlap and others are going to be uh, specific to the movement pattern at hand. So whenever it comes to moving your trunk or your core... Trunk wise, doing anything that is again down and up dog, an inchworm, um, a death march, a hollow ro- uh, let's do something that's more of like a kip mm, swing at a bar or at a rig. Uh, doing lunges, maybe adding in some like rotational twists can be helpful there. Uh, Anything like that that's going to kind of move the trunk around. Ooh, some scorpion twists then you're going back and forth rather than holding the stretch. Also another really good one, right? Now whenever it comes to activating more into the trunk, maybe again going into something that is like the scap push-up to where you're also targeting the shoulders while getting the core turned on. Going into again that lunge with the twist, doing any form of a sit-up, a V-up, a Russian twist, uh, getting your body into a hollow position, a dead bug, where all of those things can also be something that helps into the backside body, into spinal movement. Any of those movements I would say I would see across the board. I would see it on a bench pass day. I would see it before I go into a spin class. I would see it before I go out for a run. However, we then want to focus on what is your body doing to fulfill the rest of your warm-up. So for bench press, getting into something with your wrist, getting into shoulder movement, um, even getting the hips a little open because you're probably going to try and arch your back as you get into more of a stabilized base for your bench. So having your hip flexors a little stretched out can be of assistance. Whereas if I am going for something that's like a deadlift, I might be a little bit more focused on loading my hamstrings, uh, getting more into lat activation. If I'm looking at something that's like a squat, I'm probably going to want to move into the squat movement of some form. Rather, if that is a regular air squat, a cossack squat, a split squat, um, going into a narrow or a wider stance, pausing at the bottom of a squat, doing any form of like a... Hamstring to to squat, kind of a warm up. Uh, what I mean by that is you're in something like a forward fold, and then you squat down. Forward fold, squat down. Uh, so you want to first move the spine and the trunk. You want movements that will do those things. And yes, those might be warming up the movement at hand, like specifically, and that's cool. But you do want to then continue to add in things that are focused just on what you are doing for the day. Now. The last kind of tidbit I want to talk about is two things. Number one, how long? And number two, what state should your heart rate be at? So there's been a lot of things in social media that have been like, I'm going to do 10 minutes of cardio before I go into any uh, lift, before I run, before I go to my spin class. I want to get my heart rate elevated before I then go and do the task at hand. And the idea is to not be at like, Balls to wall heart rate, (laughs) but just to be at something that's like, okay, I went from sitting down in my car as I drove to the gym. Now that I'm in the gym, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes or I'm going to ride the bike for 10 minutes. I'll use the skier, the row, I'll do some jump rope, whatever it may be to get your heart rate elevated some a position where you are still able to talk, you can still breathe decently fine, but your heart rate is pumping uh, uh or your heart is pumping a little bit more than what it did on your car ride to the gym. I think that that is a fantastic mindset. However, I do not think that there is a set time frame For example, I personally would rather add in that to my warm-up at hand as I go into something that's like rounds. I find that I get a better, uh, um, I get get the best like bang for buck time-wise, I guess I'd say. So what I mean by that is, let's say I am going for some front squats. I am probably going to get into the gym, start doing some wrist stretches, do a little hip stretch. Then I will move into something that is like two to three rounds of 10 down and up dogs, maybe some hip mountain climbers, air squats. Uh, I personally really like wall dead bugs if I'm going into a barbell squat. Um, and then maybe something that's like one to two minutes on the bike. So in total, I will be doing anywhere from two to three rounds on the bike. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong, so please note that. I'm just saying that for me, I feel like I get into a better groove. My mind is a little bit more prepared rather than me being like, okay, 10 minutes of walk, check. Moving the body like this, check. Uh, I I feel that my heart rate can then sustain something that's like the squats at hand, etc. Now, to add on to this even more, depending as to what you are doing, so for me, whenever I write TCY programming, I kind of look at... What lift or workout do they have at hand? And sometimes I might not have my client go through a bunch of cardio work, but I will have them prep the movement via some accessory work that is outside of their warmup. So for example, maybe their warmup is something that is two rounds, 10 down and up dogs, uh, five inchworms. 10 scap push-ups, 10 box step-ups, 10 leg swings, and a 30-second hollow body hold. And I'm doing all of that because they're going to be moving through, let's say, some uh, cleans and deadlifts, and they'll be working with the barbell a lot. I might then, before they even go in and touch the barbell, have them do some single-leg dumbbell RDL work or have them move into a little bit of a landmine row or loading it via a goblet cossack squat and not for too long. It'll be something that's like a round of two with a superset and during that time is whenever their heart rate is going to start to get elevated as they're doing a higher rep and a very low weight. So my point of uh, pointing this out is that I personally like to add that in as like the, the warm-up part two, if you will. I literally write it for clients whenever I use True Coach, which I highly recommend if you're a coach and you're looking for a platform. Um, totally recommend them. I do get a discount for you if you're ever interested. But uh, I will use True Coach and I'll put something that's like, okay, here's your warm-up. And then here's section A, and section A might be something that is, again, like maybe a uh, weighted goblet Cossack squat and a uh, landmine row. I'll get them two rounds of those, something that's going to be really high in uh, reps that will get the heart rate pumping a little bit more. Then they'll move over to their barbell work. Now, I know that through all of this, maybe you sat down like a good little student with pen and paper to write down all these notes to be like, I'm ready to find out my perfect warm-up. Well, guess what? Your one warm-up does not exist. I'm sorry. Can you use the same warm-up maybe every time that you're benching or every time that you're running or every time that you're deadlifting? Yes. Yes, you can. Of course you can. Uh, I think that the main point of focus here or the main takeaway from this episode Number one, the core and the spine, aka everything that involves your trunk, has to be moved. Mind you, the core and the spine are relatively the same thing. That's why I like to use the word trunk. Uh, If you ever are thinking that your core means just your six-pack, think again. (laughs) So first off, we want to move your trunk. Then second, we want to get some blood flowing to the part of the body that you're going to use. And the topic that I mentioned a few moments ago, but I have not dove into yet, is how much time should you be spending with your warm-up? If you are looking at like, man, it took me 35, 40 minutes to warm up, that is wrong. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Uh, You do not need that much time for your warm-up specifically. Now, please keep in mind, if you have something that is your two to three rounds of what I would if you read my True Coach agenda for you, what I would put in the warm-up category. Then you moved into your accessory work and then you moved into the first part of your uh, workout or your lift. That might take longer than, let's say, so your warm-up and your part A. That might take longer than, let's say, 15 minutes, and that's okay, but I'm not talking about 40 minutes, right? Uh, If I was to say a yummy spot, I would probably talk about 15 minutes would probably be my comfortable number for your warm-up time. Will sometimes it go a little bit over if you fall into the accessory realm? Yes, but a little bit over, meaning that we're then looking at like 20 minutes. Like nothing, nothing too crazy there. Now, maybe though your workout is something that is like a very short, uh, I'm going to be doing this for 10 minutes kind of a feel do you then need to be warming up for 20 minutes? Probably not. Like for example, if I do something that would be a at-home style workout and maybe I'm doing something that is like I did the circuit recently inside the yoga studio, uh, a mixture of push-ups and V-ups. I believe I warmed up for about five to seven minutes for that. So, I did not add in that cardio piece. I did warm up my wrist. I did a little pec stretch. I did some variations of different push ups. I did some core activation and I did a good amount of rotation within my trunk. So, I did like some uh, different variations of a lunge with a twist. Now, my reason for not taking that warm up to that 15 minute range is because, in all honesty, in my opinion, That was more of a yay, I moved my body kind of a workout, not a I'm putting strain on my body kind of a workout. So I would consider that more into a low-intensity interval training style rather than a high-intensity interval training style. And I'm a big advocate of that, to be honest. I'm a big advocate for adding those things in, especially if you're like, okay, my goal is to work out five times a week, and in all honesty, I cannot make it to the gym or I cannot commit to 45 minutes to an hour and 15 inside the gym every, every time. I can commit to that three times. I can probably then say that one of the, like my number four time would be about a 30 minute range and my number two time is like, dear God, give me something fast. Uh, I'm okay with that. Fast doesn't have to mean that you're crushing your body. Fast can mean that we are moving through the push up and V-up. I am moving my shoulders, moving my core a little bit. I'm getting my heart rate up a tad, but it's something to where if you were to walk in, I could still have a conversation with you. So what is your perfect warm-up? If you were listening, I hope you then said, my perfect warm-up doesn't exist. (laughs) Uh, Your warm-up is always going to look differently. However, that does not mean that the entire warm-up has to be new every single time. Remember that that mind-muscle connection is important. So having a little bit of repetition is good. Maybe for you, that is a down dog, an inchworm, something like that. And you are able to do that outside before you go for your run. You're able to do that inside the gym before you hit a deadlift. We will then target the part of the body that you are moving. So whenever I'm going for my run, I'm going to be focusing on my core, my ankles, my hamstrings, my hip flexors. Whenever I am going for a bench press, I'm going to be focusing on my hip flexors and core probably more into my wrist, chest, shoulders. So I want to target the part of the body that I plan to move the most. Uh, Lastly, yes, it is important for us to get our heart rate elevated, but please don't make it be something that's like, oop, I got to get my 20 minutes of a walk in before I touch a barbell. Uh, Let's think a little bit in the smarter, not harder kind of a thought process and make it to where... The time inside the gym is not going to be this extremely stressful factor and the reason why you are then not going. I hope that this makes sense and I hope that you have questions because I didn't sit down and say, okay, for bench do blah, 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 blah. For squats do blah, 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 blah. Uh, So if you do have questions, talk to me. I would love, love, love to take this episode offline and uh, create a little bit more of this caffeinated yogi talk, if you will. Thank you, though, for tuning in. And if you found any value here, please go over and give the show a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple. Both of those just help me get more exposure to more humans, which is why I'm here and recording the show. So thank you again for tuning in. Next week's is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope that you are able to join me then. And until next Tuesday, namaste and slayboothing.